You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordics region. I'm Gemma, I help connect business with tech talent and today I'm your host. Today we are here to talk about different values within your company and within your personal life. I am joined with Claudio, Simon, Maria and Oscar to discuss this topic. As usual, we'll start off with some introductions. Maria, would you like to go first? My name is Maria, Maria Fnikova. I am the lead product manager at Forty, and uh, I work currently with two different product teams at Forty, focusing on real-time operations and optimization of operations for medical care providers and their patients. Perfect. And then Oscar. Yes. Hello, guys. Um, I'm Oscar. Uh, I'm a senior engineer manager at uh, Meltwater. We do help companies with making sense of a lot of the data that is out there, uh, news media online, social media, such things for PR and marketing professionals, mainly. Um, I have two teams. One is a big team in Sweden. Another one is a big team in India. And I try to help these teams, you know, creating good circumstances for them to be successful and helping the people grow, making sure that team has what it needs to deliver value. Um, when I'm not doing that, I'm an outdoorsy person and I play some games with toy soldiers and play with my kids. That's me. Perfect. And Saman? Yes. Hello. My name is Saman and uh, I work as a manager for the product uh, management and project management office here at the Teledyne uh, Defense and Aerospace. Uh, thanks. Perfect. And then last but by no means least, Claudio. Yeah, hi, uh, my name is uh, Claudio Medina. I work uh, as an engineering manager at IKEA. Uh, uh, I work within the business support domain, um, which is uh, um, some data related products, but also some more uh, general uh, products to just support the business in the day to day. I work with about five teams. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> my hobby is music, music writing, uh, but I'm guessing, Oscar, uh, in your case, it's something like Warhammer or something similar. I do play a bit of Warhammer, yeah, I do. Yeah, I assume that. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, that was me. Perfect. Thank you for those introductions. Now what we'll do is I'll ask you guys to introduce your questions and then we can share our opinions and thoughts and get a conversation going. So we're going to come back to Maria. So my question starts with, or a couple of questions that I have is, in my day-to-day role uh, at Cordia, but also in my previous roles as a product manager, um, we often talk about value, the value we create uh, for our customers, the value that we bring through our products. Um, In our previous conversations through this podcast, we also touched upon internal value of culture, and personal value drivers that one can bring to the team. So the question I have for this forum and for for the topic today is, why is value such an important part of our day-to-day discussions? Why do we bring it so often in the conversations and evaluations of products, people within hiring? Um, And if it is so important, what defines what a good value is? 
that's that's a huge question. <laughs> I think it's very hard to to answer it in one fell swoop. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there I, are I many think, angles. Yes, but I but I do think that I mean values are to some extent connected to culture, especially if you talk about like company or personal values and such things. Mm-hmm. And I think culture is, you know, a very important thing for us. As in, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just rambling at this point. I can't really wrap my head around all of this <laughs> in, in a nice, like, packaged fashion. Please help I, me out, guys. I view, I view, I view a lot of like this is. There is a lot of different types of values packed in what you said there, Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we take the the point that Oscar was mentioning uh, re- regarding kind of our personal values um, and the values uh, of an organization, um, if we just take that and not, for instance, the value you get out of a product, which might be a, another type of value, um, then I, I, I think what's so interesting or important with it is that when when a company has very clear values, that is to say that um, clear in terms that we understand them, or at least we think we understand them because we connect with them. I think that's important in connecting because that's how you know that there is a connection between how you are as a person and the value that you're reading. At least you make it up in your mind, even if it's not one-to-one mapping to whatever was planned initially. Uh, That becomes... Uh, a, a very strong um, uh, driver for your day-to-day work. Mm-hmm. I can take I, I can take an example. Uh, uh, my example from from IKEA when starting. Most values that IKEA have, I could read them, and I could definitely connect to most of them as something that was actually integral to how I would behave, anyways. So outside of IKEA, anyways, it wouldn't matter. It still would be me. Obviously, not all values would map that way, but many of them would. And that then becomes enough for me to have confidence within the organization that I'm behaving within the, you know, within the frame of the values that we want to grow. Uh, Another aspect there, then Maria, becomes like, okay, but uh, so that's one way of giving meaning to value. The other is actually that we, uh, you know, employees need to see that uh, these values are not just the words on the on the paper on a presentation or when you initially got hired. You need to see like efforts, money spent, if you want, um, uh, from the organization on trying to strengthen these values. I don't know if um, if this so, connects somehow. Yeah, I think you're onto something. So something that clicked in my head when when you said this. Uh, so I think values, especially if you talk like cultural values or like personal or company, is what are the, the like who who I think they sort of aim towards answering the question like who do we want to be as a person or a company, right? How what behaviors do we want to exhibit or premiere um to to build that culture or to you know and, and that could be hard sometimes because there, there's a lot of people and we're all different so what are the things that we do or the values that we have in common you know to sort of form this us or we thing 
Uh, and I, I think the same goes for personal values, as in what are the things that I, you know, value as a person or that I premiere or the behaviors that I want to have or stand for, if you will. Um, Maria? So if if I could summarize then Claudia and Oscar what you've said. So a value, either a product value or a personal or a cultural value is something that a person or an entity will evaluate upon whether or not that that belief or that tagline matches their system. So for example, for, for me, example, being within an innovative culture that strives and captures that uh, as a core value of a company, that's very important for me to kind of feel um, that I'm growing within that organization. Innovation also could be sold as part of the product. So innovative products ahead of the market. So. For me personally, this is what I would seek within within my roles and within a company that I work for. But I guess also for customers that are buying products that offer the same type of value. Um, if they're if if it's close to what they believe or what they're interested in, this is what they will uh, go after. And then the second part is, so now we have defined it's kind of it is a belief into where we. An idea, a value is an idea of a future where we would like to be or aspire to be. And then the second part is, like you said, Claudia, is it is also the time of investing money into that idea? So actually showcasing, and in my product terms, I call it measuring that value. So it's either a time saver or it's either innovation, being able to capture it and prove that you have lifted upon it. So for example, like you said, uh, putting, investing time as a company into cultivating that culture, that belief that you're making, in our case, uh, we're enhancing um, medical professionals' lives uh, to make it easier, therefore their patients believe and receive better care. Uh, that is very strong to my personal belief, but also I translate that. And then the second one, how we do it is also, how, so how do we measure that? How do we communicate it to our customers? And how do we measure that internally as well, that we actually capture this? So it's both kind of being on, on the same terms, believing in the vision and being able to see it being captured. Yeah. Are, are we living our values, like measuring if we're living our values? Yeah, I, I was just going to sort of go there because that sort of ties in with the question that I have uh, for this forum, which is how, how do you make sure that values does not just become words, right? So it's very easy to say that we should be an innovative company, but unless you actually act that way and allow people to be, you know, innovative or to premier innovation or to create, you know, circumstances in which people can innovate, those values are just words, right? So we sort of have to live our values. We have to work, actively work with them, I think. Um, so any, any other thoughts on that as in how you get these things yeah. not just become fancy words on a wall or something that we say no. that is actually not, you know, true in the sense of, yeah, no, I, I agree. It is the um, to 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 live with it is you know we'll we'll never be fully there as 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 uh, you said you know companies are huge not everybody will be fully aligned uh, it's a constant journey uh, 
And uh, like trying to measure some of these values is obviously then very important to to see a journey. Uh, like a, we are on this journey, and uh, this is how we can see that we're actually making any progress. Um, but of course, again, then going back to uh, what Maria said before, like also showing that we spend. It's not always the money. It and it lands in the money, but that we spend the time. We 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 actually book and do activities that focus on this. We're effort, leaders. Yeah. yeah, the effort. We're, we're leaders. Lead by example, by actually both living, the, living it and, and, and showing the, this is kind of the road, this is the way, this is where we want to move. Because that is, and do it continuously, because that's how we help, you know, the churn of people coming in and out uh, and create progression, I think. I think that's a great point. What do you think, Simon? Yeah, well, this is very interesting. So I'm listening and learning. Uh, very interesting. But but value in in its uh, pure some core, uh, it, it, pure form, it must be for survival, right? Uh, it must be uh, what the value is. What is giving us an advantage to survive better? So it must be computational efficiency plus disposal of energy and then material, of course. So that's the basic element of uh, what we're. Uh, what we have, uh, and then it manifests itself in a million different ways. But at its core, it is computational efficiency and uh, energy. So, so, um, so, so, why? What's the output? Well, the output is always the same thing. That's better survival. I mean, we, we are biological beings, so everything we do is to feel better or do better, right? Which is the same thing because we think that when we feel better, we also do better. So that's also the same thing. Um, so when we create products or services, for that matter, is always the same thing, right? We have we 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 want to enhance our efficiency. We we want to enhance our output. And what why why is that? Yes, that's just survive better, right? Mitigate the risk for something bad happening and having more reserve. And also having a more having more independence for the future when it comes to resources and also other problems. So, so that I mean, it, everything is just, in my view, the same thing. It's just about survival, and that's that's the the basic concept of life. So that uh, everything we do, I mean, uh, I have we do product development. I am. Uh, manager for the product development office here and uh, that's i mean that, that's basically what we do we create the product to for people to survive better i have a question for you saman or, or for everyone actually is what happens if you are very fluffy or it's not a very concrete value proposition yeah, well that always happens right because there are so many ways to uh, to look at different things. Uh, I always say, you know, natural laws are very easy, very small equations, but man-made laws, very, you know, long and complicated uh, algorithms, right? Uh, because they're never completely right, and uh, we have to make them up. Uh, so it's the same thing here. When they get fluffy, I think it is go. It's always good to go to the basic core of what value is. And what it does for human beings. Um, when it creates uh, a value, then it is helping them do something better. 
to survive better or feel better because that's the same thing. And uh, sometimes it's Candy Crush uh, on your mobile phone because you get endorphins and then you think that you will be a better person, right? So that's a, that's a value actually uh, uh, because it, it, uh, it lets you maybe forget uh, that you are in a very dull situation, right? So it, it makes you feel your, your, it can also pull you, of course, but that's the value because as a human being, you think you're surviving better. So it's all, always the same thing. Uh, I don't think you can uh, cut it in that many different ways, really. Uh, we are, after all, just uh, biolog biological beings. So I, I think it's fluffy many times, but uh, it, at, its, at its core, it's always the same thing. It's about the same thing. Yeah, I, so I think with fluffy values, it, it can be, it can work, I think. But then you need to sort of derive. So, what does this thing mean for for me? As in, what are the things that I do to exhibit this value or to to premiere this value or whatever? It could be like innovation that we talked about. It's it's kind of fluffy. We want to be innovative. What what does that actually mean, right? What are the things that we do or I do, you know, to be innovative or to so you sort of connect it to something tangible or concrete? Because otherwise, it's again, it's just a word um so what does this yeah i don't know like what 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 do i do or what are the things that i do that sort of that i can connect to this value that we premiere or that we say that we want to have the behavior that we say we want to have that's maybe next uh podcast right what is innovation <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly uh, but i i find it uh interesting uh to also talk value in this way because i came very much from the angle of not the product value per se but you know the human aspect but you're right that in in some way if you go to to um, the core of it um it's a very you know both personal thing uh, both on survival social survival if we want to break it down um to that level uh, but then there is, uh, and I, I I had this written down, and we can discuss it now to see. Sometimes you have uh, values, um, uh, like for instance, in in IKEA we have one lead by example. Now there are cultural uh, differences in how we interpret that, uh, which can be very interesting. And I have seen, <laughs> I have seen uh, uh, it happen. Have you had uh, this type of experience where um, like the values itself, um, let's say, manifest themselves very differently depending on culture? I, so I've seen it. Um, so I worked at Amazon for a while and they have these like, at the time they were 12 leadership principles, which is essentially values that they have, you know. Uh, and I saw a lot of people so what? The, so I'll start. I'll back up. Uh, what they s did really well is to do what I just said. As in, they took these values and say, when you act this way, you show this value. So when you do like this, you show bias for action, for example, which is which is one of them. Uh, and that worked pretty well because then you, the, all of the things that you know the values was part of the everyday because you did these behaviors all the time, and you they were sort of. It created a, a common taxonomy for people to talk about different behaviors, right? Uh, and that was very good. But then I also saw people throw values around as in, oh, but I'm showing bias for action when I did this thing all on my own, right? Perhaps that was not 
what it was meant to capture. Um, so I, I th because people interpreted it differently or had a different take or used like, you know, what does this mean to me? It does not necessarily mean that it means the same thing to another person, even though it's the same words. So I, I definitely see that around. I think a good example of how uh, a company value was managed uh, was Ersted when I worked there. That was a year, couple of years ago, and I don't remember all of them. They were uh, all written on our um, coffee cups, and I was very bad at reading them on day-to-day -day basis, getting coffee. But one that stuck with me was Safety First. So Ersted... Um, it's a, it's a company heavily invested in engineering and uh, a lot of the assets and operations, engineering operations were happening offshore at the time when I was there. So when you're working offshore, especially in the North Sea, um, it can become very dangerous. So safety was valued very crucially for the company to make sure all its employees, engineers, technicians, everyone were within the safety of their own space, basically. Um, and when I started working there, I was working in an office, um, in an office office. So for us, kind of grabbing and translating that value of, you know, being outside and wearing a helmet and safety boots and gloves and harnesses was not really a thing, right? So I remember back in the office, um, everybody kind of implemented like the office safety rules. And the two things that stuck with me was the fact that when you get coffee, regardless on which floor you are, if you have a hot beverage in your coffee, you have to put a lid on so you don't spit, spill it anywhere uh, for <laughs> yeah. anybody to slip and fall down or, you know, being on a second floor and it's, the cup falls down on something. And then the second one, when you go up and down the stairs, you have to always hold the, the handrail. So in case you fall, you always have something to grab upon. Um, so it was a, a very interesting kind of cultural um, value or it was, a, let's, it was a value proposition or kind of areas that the company was focused on because of those operations. But um, when it's not directly translated into your day-to-day -day, uh, life, I think people find a very creative way to take that and kind of bring that into, into their day-to-day. -day. And I think Erset managed it really, really well where they everybody almost um, was involved into this, um, regardless of where you worked or how you worked. So. I think that's great. Um, it, it's really good to see like that visual thing. I know when I went to Stockholm a few months ago now, there's quite a few companies we went into who had their values on cups, um, and it was great for like us as visitors to see to see them like quite visually. Um, makes sense when I say like that, but you know what I mean. Um, but I think just because I'm wary of time, um, Claudio, could we just move on to your question or questions? Well. I kind of said one there, <laughs> um, uh, but I, I, I guess um, I do have one which we've kind of touched upon a little bit, but um, I, I've heard that uh, we have roughly 63% uh, of, of employees, and again, I'm taking that angle right now, um, do, do not know their um, uh, visions or goals for the company. 
and it is connected to values in some some level. So uh, if if you have a set of values uh, and you actually don't know at all the direction that the organization is going, uh, you can very easily get to huge mismatches to what Saman said because these values, at least at an uh, actually land on some level on an existential level when there is a huge disconnect there or when you don't know what that is then actually that becomes an existential problem either for you as an individual or for the uh, for the company because yeah. there is a huge uh, mismatch and i found it very interesting that there is like the percentage obviously this is i heard through the grapevine so it was through another podcast that i <laughs> heard this number so i don't have the data there. Uh, but if it's correct, 63% not knowing, there is a lot of improvement that needs to happen on this level. And this connects to what Oscar mentioned before about, you know, um, how do you make uh, values, but also the vision and whatnot, not just words, but actually something that contains value that we cherish and want to follow. Uh, so do you have some ideas there or some examples, I guess? Uh, I as in, I, I believe that for this to work, as in for, to, for, like, for values to be clear, you have to live them. It, it can't just be words. It has to be, you know, something that you do in the everyday. Uh, like Maria said with the, with the example, as in safety first, you can't just say safety first and then don't do it. As in culture, it's what you do, not what you say that you should do. Um, as in an innovative company needs to innovate, a company that cares about security needs to be secure in the ways it can and it needs to be part of the everyday i think for it to to work and it needs to be talked about as well as in um because otherwise how how should you know so it's very easy to you you join a new company they have some values you get onboarded we talk about the values and then you just forget about them and go on with your everyday without you know connecting these values to the things that you do again, or talk about them as values that you do uh, in the everyday. And I think that's, and a lot of companies has that, as in we, we, we need to have values. So we draft up some probably good words or value statements, put them on a wall or a coffee cup, but we really don't live the values. We don't talk about them as these are our core values that we, you know. So I think it's very easy to forget and to sort of, they're just there and some people might follow them some people might not and then you get it get a bit lost because you it's not part of the of the thing that you do that's just my take on this so, so how do you how do your companies like embrace the value of day-to-day life <laughs> besides the coffee cups we don't do that at 40 but uh... <laughs> So how do you guys have seen this being implied besides the coffee cups and the written writings on the wall? Would even I help? think for evolution, uh, just to jump in, we have to, when you get promoted, you have to go back to the company values and do a full presentation of how what you have done meets these company values. Um, and one of ours is innovative and I can't say the word. So my entire presentations are always like, this is one and I just can't say it, but we're just gonna, we all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's how we do it. Uh, is that a similar theme? 
Saman, do you, do you have some fun story? Oh, yeah, well, I, well, fun story, I hate, I'm not sure, but, uh, uh, but I think uh, operational efficiency is uh, something uh, that is very important for creation of value because there is two component, uh, components in creating value in a company. One of them is uh, the pace of progress or uh, the uh, effectiveness. Uh, and the other one, uh, the other one being the friction that you and the ratio between uh, progress and friction as high as, as I mean, you want it to be as high as possible. Uh, so that that's creating value. So and for that you need order, uh, and for that you need to combat entropy, uh, which is friction. Entropy is friction because everything is not clear. You have to verify. So. Uh, in that sense, you need to have uh, strong values. So, uh, for human beings, we, we are not able to have many things in our heads uh, simultaneously. So it's, in, it's very important to have very few values, but strong ones and um, under values that are going under the big, uh, the big, let's say five or three values that are very important for the company. Uh, and uh, Maria's example was very interesting about safety first. I think that is misdirected the, uh, value for the office and the very important value at sea in the North Sea when you work there. So it's, uh, I mean, it, you have to balance those things up uh, because it maybe actually creates friction at the office at the same time as it is uh, essential when you're up there uh, doing things. I'm not saying that it is in your case. I'm just giving it as an example. It could be. Uh, it maybe was good uh, I mean, uh, even at the office, but it doesn't need to be. And it's the same thing with the company that I'm working with. I'm working in the Swedish office and we have the American part. Uh, it's an American company. Uh, we do have different values and we work a bit different uh, differently. So I'm not sure if the same values apply at, in both in the US and in Sweden. I think we have to um, customize them a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think going back to what we said earlier, I think we mentioned lead by example, and I think it all starts on, from 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 the top, from the first employee of the company, from the CEO. Um, I remember when I joined Fortchain, it was so my previous role. I joined the company right before COVID started, so it was free remote working conditions and I went from a very kind of on-site work to getting like my computer delivered to my home because COVID hit and just getting onboarded for the first time online properly and uh, I remember coming from a, like a little bit more R&D uh, culture to a very structured McKinsey-led uh, founder company so one of the first meetings that I joined, I was, it was like at three o'clock and I joined at three, two. And I remember the founder wrote to me saying, Nils, uh, saying, Maria, you were two minutes late. <laughs> Here at Sportchain, we all start meeting sharp. And I just remember this because it was one of the key things kind of the company is very good at. Everybody is on time. So if the meeting starts at three, if the meeting starts at 3.30, everybody's going to be on time and if somebody's late by a half a minute people will write and notify people so you don't have to wait <laughs> and i think this was one of the cultural aspects of 
supporting while being remote and working remote, and also something that the founders brought in from, from their days at McKinsey that really stuck with, with everyone at the company. Because each individual, the CEO or the founder of the company will reach out to each individual employee if the cultural, the, the company culture and the value of the company was not followed precisely. And I think it all starts from lead by example um, and starts all starts from the top. You need to live uh, and breathe the value that you want to have and the culture that you want to have. Yeah, and it has to be the right value, right? Otherwise, it's going to create more friction than value. <laughs> uh, Oscar, did you want to say something there? Uh, otherwise, I'll just pop in with a question also to Saman. Uh, no, I, I had some comments, but then I sort of forgot it. So go, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so, Saman, I got very curious also because I guess that, you know, when we're looking at efficiency and we're, we're looking at um, uh, entropy in general, um, uh, I'm also guessing that not entropy in, uh, per se, but friction, on the other hand, uh, can be a very uh, creative force as well. And you don't want to lose that power, I think, in an organization necessarily. In fact, you want to have some friction, but obviously it needs to resolve at some point. The, I was thinking, you know, your thoughts about friction in general, as I see it and many times as a positive. I agree. I mean, I personally, between my product managers, sometimes I just create friction. Yes, I create friction just to make something happen out of that friction because um, to make orders, sometimes you have you need to have chaos for a period of time, but that is controlled chaos. It is not a chaos that lives by itself without unknown outputs. So that's the that's the key thing. Uh, that uh, I think friction is good. I think it's important, but it has to be uh, controlled. Um, in some organizations, you have friction because you don't have control. It is what it is. You don't know how to do and what to do about it. In some other companies, uh, let's say Tesla, they work very hard for um, uh, having friction where you need friction and uh, combating, really combating entropy where we need order. Um, so it's you know it's it's a balance. I, I completely agree with you. Entropy and chaos is sometimes very good for creativity and uh, making that difference that is really hard to get. Uh, uh, as Schopenhauer said, you know, uh, um, it's about the extent, uh, the uh, focus is about the, uh, the, the depth of um, the intensity and the depth of it, not the extensity and the uh, breadth of it. So, so it's, uh, it's, it's always about that creating the controlled uh, friction so that you get that uh, value that you never get otherwise. So I completely agree with you. Perfect. Um, and just because I know Marie's got a hard finish, I'm going to put it around for any last thoughts, opinions or questions. I, I have one if we, if we want to. And sorry, Maria, but let's be here. <laughs> Are there any values that you consider uh, uh, being global? That is to say, uh, uh, any value that you see, like irrespective of uh, culture, irrespective of gender, irrespective of anything, like some value that you could say, well, this is actually global. Hard question. 
Yeah, I don't know. My my current company has as one of its values respect, which essentially means that regardless of who you are, where you come from, what do you believe in, we respect each other. And I think that's one of those a bit fluffy but also global type values that I do think a lot of companies have or should have. Does not necessarily mean that you need to put it as one of your values, but you know, I, I think that's one of those. Yeah. I think uh, a great value is the being civil. I mean, being civil at all times. I think that is that is a good value. Maria? Yeah. I like the respect one. I think I'm gonna take it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that the civil and respect are somehow connected, mm. where where where, where 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 the effect of respect can be different by culture. Being civil is kind of uh, almost superseding in terms of what it means in society to be civil mm. as a whole. Interesting stuff. Thank you for that. Perfect, Claudia. Do you have a value before we wrap up? Oh, if I have a, a value that I believe is global, I think these were good examples. No uh, more to add? Yeah, no more to add. No more to add. Perfect. Well, that has been such an interesting conversation. Um, I hope you've all got something from it or at least shared some really great points of view. Um, so thank you so much for taking part and so much for people for listening and um, just before i wrap up i'd like to say thank you for everyone because we're now 43rd in the charts in sweden for all of the podcasts so we're in the top 50 which is incredible and i think we're third in lithuania so thank you to anyone who's listening in lithuania um, but perfect have a lovely day and thank you so much